0: You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our
1: show. Knew
2: you be a vision in
3: Aretha was still able to sing these songs to her best of her ability and make good records. Right. You know, but then around eighty three, there was a bit of a gap because she was trying to get her life together with the passing of her father, of course. Yeah. And then she eventually put out Who's Zoom Who in eighty five. That's by... when
1: my era started.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Produced by um
0: Naranda Killing Michael Walden. She
1: was like, ooh, yeah. let me get in.
4: <laughs> yeah, Narada Michael Walden. Yeah. It's Narada. <laughs>
0: The first yeah, time I ever, I mean, I'm sure I or
4: know Narada. I, oh, it is Narada, Narada. okay.
0: I know Narada, I, I know I heard you know Aretha growing up, but really the first time it, with anything <gasps> in the 80s was seeing her in a music video and that pink Cadillac. Free you know? of Love. I remember that. Yeah. One of the first
4: videos I ever that saw free too. Of,
0: yeah. That was yeah. that will always be one of, you know, that's my first real introduction to Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Trucker yeah. Cadillac. Now I don't know. You saw how I got it mixed up with Natalie Cole's "Pink Cadillac." I don't know what was going on with "Pink Cadillacs" back then because everybody—I don't know if it was Mary Kay Renaissance or what. But
2: <laughs>
0: Could be Cadillacs and stuff going on. Yeah, we're going riding on the
1: freeway. of love in my. Pink I want to know how this album title came about,
4: though. Oh, who's zooming who? I would. Well, it's from the it's from the song. Um, oh, okay. Who's zooming who? Yeah, I think as as what I heard about
3: it a, a couple days ago, um, it was something that Aretha kept saying. It was one of her little sayings she uh, made up. I thought it was I like thought, a popular uh, saying.
4: So it was, it was it's her own saying.
3: It's the saying she made up, oh,
4: and okay. then uh, Narada, uh, Narada, uh,
3: or Narada, whichever way <laughs> you want to say it. He actually ended up writing that into the lyrics of the song and made a song. Wait a
4: goddamn minute, bitch! Sylvester singing back up on this record on Who's Who?
0: You know who else sing back up that I didn't know and play the piano? Randy fucking Jackson.
4: <laughs> wait, wait, which Rand, wait which find out we go which which one? Randy. Dog, dog.
0: Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I thought it was Randy Jackson uh with the big the big uh uh keyboard across his neck from the Jacksons.
1: Okay, no, no, it's,
4: it's it's um dog, yo dog, it's Randy
1: Jackson oh, from American oh, Idol. Exactly. You know he, you go know he go back away. Randy I?
3: Jackson been doing stuff for a long time. He was actually uh, the one that was behind Van Hunt when he first came out. Was he? Yeah, he was Hold the on. one that well, worked on that record and everything. Yeah. It
0: just showed how somebody get on a reality show and it just ruined their whole everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about Randy Jackson.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, oh wow, that's interesting. Still
4: goddamn faster singing back of a huzum.
0: It makes sense though. Another one where once you think about it and you hear it, it makes perfect sense. One of the most, one that, of high, the, that high soprano or something. That's yeah. on
3: ooh, the ooh, love ooh. of my Det- on the love of my Detroit connection, um, Brenda Corbett, who is her cousin, Aretha's cousin, was uh, most famously always one of her background singers all the time. Um, uh, was always on all the records. So no matter what, Brenda had a spot in there somewhere. Um, So shout out to Brenda Corbett. She's still alive um, as far as I know and still thriving. Um, Margaret Branch, also one of her cousins, was on there. Um, It's interesting to see uh, Sylvester in here. I mean, I shouldn't be shocked if I see Sylvester, I see Jeannie Tracy with him she was working with him on a lot of stuff. Sylvester was sick around that time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that he,
3: would
0: make sense, yeah. He
3: actually did the Herbie Hancock record, I think, around that same period.
0: He, when I think about Sylvester and I, I think it when about his images and I always put him next to Big Frida because he's one of them people who was in the background on a lot of people's stuff and who will we probably will never know all the credits for everybody who he kind of put his own particular sound on, the same with, with Big Frida, since they won't put her in none of the videos that her yeah. voice is. In. But that's neither yeah. here nor there.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, going forward from there you know, from the Who's Zoom and Who years. It's like, she she did it. I like the Eurythmics duet. Sisters are doing it for themselves.
2: Yeah.
3: I like that. It was very interesting to see because now I was 10. I think I was either 10 or, yeah, I was 10 at the time when this hit. It was interesting at 10 years old to be a black kid in Detroit seeing what Aretha's doing now and then what James Brown was doing that year with Living in America from the Rocky soundtrack. And I didn't even know their histories Like I know. now, But I I see what they were doing back at that time. And it was like, wow, I thought they were like at their best.
0: Well, remember, Greg, I talked about that when we did the Motown 25 episode on the C-Dub show. I talked about the 80s that between 80 and like 87. Mm -hmm. A lot of these artists were coming back on the scene and we were learning about them as new artists. And mm. our parents were saying, I remember I played them back. And you're now seeing, because of American Bandstand and stuff, you're seeing clips of them when they were young that you didn't know about. For yeah. me, I couldn't really get with the arrhythmics the, the um, duet, not because it was bad, but because I was scared of Annie Lennox because of uh, Sweet Dreams. Yes. So I couldn't. Bobby
3: were scared of her. <laughs> I couldn't
2: yeah. do it.
3: The funny thing is, I mean, going back, going a little further ahead, when Aretha did the Aretha album, I think I remember this album most because of her doing the classic of Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah.
4: Is that the, is that the theme song from the movie? Yes, yeah. it was. Lord Jesus. I, that, I love that
2: movie.
0: So I don't that know is what the what album it. with Jumpin' Jack Flash. It got the, uh, I Knew You Were Waiting with George Michael. That was really what trans- transitioned her into. I mean, she was already in pop in the 70s, 60s, but that 80s pop yeah. became because of those singles.
3: Yes definitely definitely um i didn't know she did look to the rainbow on here i gotta go back and listen to that see if she marked patty on it
4: Up. Oh. wait look to the ra- I- Oh, is this like this is a like a blended version of somewhere over the rainbow because mm-hmm. it's it's got is the, the same lyricist as somewhere over the rainbow but it's not, well, it's not the know, same song.
2: Well, you know the
0: reason. So, kind of to jump forward to her death for like five seconds. You know, so we know about Fox News p- using that Patty picture in mm-hmm. their opening <laughs>
4: you know, which I don't see how that should happen because well, this,
0: this is well, their excuse, and that's that's how I'm gonna tie it back into the Over the Rainbow. So, their excuse is that the original graphic was a, a video graphic behind. You know how they do the video graphics behind the actual steel Uh huh. Video graphic was from that women in soul thing, and that supposedly it was them singing "Over the Rainbow." I don't know. It was something weird. I know that Patty and Aretha ain't never sang together. I, I've seen clips from that show. I never saw them on stage together, so right. I, that don't make no sense. But that was a reasoning.
4: Let me tell you, as a person who does that shit professionally, that's some bullshit.
2: <laughs> right.
4: If I'm making a movie, a graphic of Aretha Franklin, and I didn't want to put video behind behind it in a loop. I am opening the, uh, the video editor. I'm pushing in point, out point on the only Aretha part, and I'm crossfading it and looping it through. I right. did not show Patty because I know what Patty looks like. I know that Patty is not Aretha. And oh, it, I having a solo shot of Patty in the background will only confuse people and muddle the message I'm trying to send. And mm-hmm. I don't know how between the graphics op- the graphics pr- um, producer, the at- the producer producer of this program... The executive producer and a person who's running in the control room, nobody said nobody that's sucked. not Patty LaBelle. that's not that's not Aretha, that's Pay LaBelle. I mean, I everybody had to be super white and super white, super racist,
1: white. Mm-hmm.
4: which is spots news, it's very possible. But golly,
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that sucked, I thought that really was bad. But yeah. but anyway, um, moving forward, so so you I, already
4: mentioned the Aretha album with that, um, yeah, and so. Well,
3: and this was the second time she used, well, actually, they say it's the third time she used her name as a title for this album in 86, you know, but along with, you know, the second one in 80. And then this oh, nigga, Diana was it the
4: same thing. It's fine.
3: Which is, you know, it is what it is. But then at around 87 is when she did the One Lord, One Faith, One Baptism.
4: All right. So tell uh, us about this because, Gray, you was there.
3: Yeah, I went to one of the nights of the recording. It was it was great. It was for me. It was just another church service.
1: It was it was another. It was going to be a recording
3: beforehand. Yeah, we knew. Well, we knew because well, we knew because we had to get tickets. Oh, Um, and I was kind of I was a young me uh, at the time, 12, I was like, I-, I need tickets to go to my own church. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, okay. He's just charging that mission. <laughs> right. I
0: was, Wait, I so Greg was it recorded in, in Detroit or L.A.? Because I thought it was recorded in L.A. Amazing well, was Grace recorded. was
4: recorded in L.A. This one he's talking about oh. is, um, is um, One God. What's what's the name of the thing? One Lord,
3: One Faith, One Baptism.
4: Yeah, that he was recorded was at Greg's church in, De- in Detroit.
0: Yes, Brandon, you
3: a heathen because that's on the front of everybody's communion table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one Lord, one Baptist. One one <laughs> Ironically enough, the title um of this is the same as the sign that's actually in the church itself, and it's actually right over the um, communion table, like Carolyn said. Well, not the communion, it's not in, in our church. No, it, that that sign that neon is right above the um baptismal pool and That's
0: what I admit, I, I the it's, baptismal
3: it's a neon yes yeah, a neon sign with a neon cross as it looks on the cover it's actually back set against right um flush to where the uh baptismal pool can was. i
4: ask you a random related question so is the baptismal pool at that church is it built in or do you have to open up the flow I think it's built in. It's it's back. It's it's back in the back. Right? The reason I asked is cause so at my at my church, they had to open up the floor. The baptismal pool was under the pulpit. So yeah,
0: and my at my church in Louisiana it's it's in the wall, so everybody can watch the baptism. But at my church here in California, yeah, they gotta they gotta pull up the uh the pews and open up the floor.
4: Like Scooby Doo. It's like yeah, a it's, panel. It's a little, little, little it's,
3: it's, the floor. it's actually not under the floor it's actually back
4: yeah it's back like, in the back yeah another church I went back to the back. it was like right. in the back like and it wasn't full unless they were actually doing a baptism like yeah, had steps I mean. leading right out yeah. of the side
0: hey uh, Greg did did um, did James Cleveland do this one too no no okay no. was he dead
2: by
3: then I think he was either, either dead sick, or
2: sick
3: or, yeah yeah Cecil Franklin was there uh, Jesse Jackson was there Jesse um, Jackson yep uh Joe Legon of the Mighty Clouds of Joy apparently was yeah. there. Yeah,
2: know, was
4: still know. alive,
2: but he and might I, have I by will, there.
3: I would totally tell you, totally, I'd be totally honest. Back then, at a young twelve-year-old me, wasn't really aware who the Mighty Clouds of Joy were. Um, I was lightly familiar with Jesse because of everything that was going on. Um, I was more familiar with Reverend Jasper Williams. I knew who he was. Because he came to a lot of church services that Reverend Robertson Jr. had at the church. So him actually being involved was something I was familiar with. So when I saw him come on stage, I was like, oh, I know Jasper Williams. I I know of him. Um, there's There's actually a meme going around. Have you seen it? It's got a picture of the little girl from Arthur with sunglasses on and says how the preacher looked before he stepped up to speak. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, oh
2: <my laughs> the preacher's doing the, the,
4: the, the, the guest, <laughs> guest service. Yeah, and I, I saw that I, I my, my
3: friend uh, Janae, who still preaches, who kind of grew up with me by then, I, I posted on her wall and I was like, you know, I remember this because Reverend Jasper Williams looks just like
2: that
4: with them glasses. I was like, oh, my God. It kind of just says to the side, you niggas have ruined Arthur, all of oh. y'all. Completely. Yeah. completely. Y'all, y'all made DW after look like they love us and shit. They brother and goddamn sister. Oh, the last man. one I saw that killed me was, <laughs> he was he was talking, was talking to
0: completely um... anyway because now nobody's gonna ever think of it as anything but a mean. <laughs>
4: yeah. that, that fist.
3: <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, uh interestingly enough, Thomas Whitfield, uh to your question, Carolyn. Thomas Whitfield was or it was uh, sort of I think he kind of took the place of um
1: James, James, Cleveland. James
3: Cleveland for this recording, mm-hmm. I believe.
1: Okay, yeah.
3: Yeah, and Orthea Barnes was involved at the time as well. Um, so, it was a very interesting uh, service that night. I remember it was just another church service. And it was, I mean, they were just recording. They still and,
4: took offering? Yeah. Even they though they charged offering. y'all of admission, they still took offering?
0: <laughs> Black church always it's take offering. offering for the building, but for a love token to somebody, somebody needs a
2: love token. They
3: always take offering. Come on now. I mean, so, <laughs> on, so yeah, now. it was interesting. I mean, if 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 I ever could go back in time and and look at something, I would like to go back to that time I was at that concert and get more perspective. But I mean, I was just in it, so I it's so much stuff that I witnessed that I just was a part of it. Just like wow, right. you know, that I don't know so many things I don't remember, but just being there and being a part of it was, was amazing.
4: So. Right. All right. So yeah. after this point, Aretha hit another, like, like slowing down point. She had through the storm in 89. And what you see is what you sweat in 91. Are uh, anything significant on Idra those Greg? Yes.
3: Um, actually, uh, her duet with Whitney Houston and what it is. And it wasn't, it ain't never going to be. Yeah. That was, that was a great song it was interesting that was nice for her the through the storm duet with Elton John was a was a nice hit um she did another version of think which kind of was eh. if ever uh if ever a love there was which was the the last song on the original album mm-hmm. ended up being the love theme of i'm gonna get you sucker from 87 Wow! 89 yeah so it ended up being the love theme of that movie um, interestingly enough, but um, that album was actually okay. She had a duet with James Brown that was kind of eh, uh called Give You a Love, it was all right. Um, uh, Saidi Garrett co wrote a song on there called Mercy with mm-hmm. Glenn Ballard. Um, but the the duet with Whitney was nice because at that time, you know, people were kind of pitting Whitney against
4: Aretha in R and B series. Listen. People love to pit women in the same genre of music against each other. And I don't, don't get, get that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. So that was a the thing they
3: were doing. And, you know, they kind of worked together to kind of cut all that stuff out.
4: And, um, you know, because, I mean, because uh, uh, Aretha's Whitney's, Whitney's auntie. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, she's the play auntie. But, you know, as Ali has told me, we don't use the play in front of it, it's just auntie. Right. Yeah.
3: I mean, and like I said, Aretha has always tried her best to maintain, you know, since the uh, since her main hit period stopped in the 70s. She's always remained on top of the charts in some way or another doing songs with different people. Right. And just doing the music she wants to do, but still satisfying some part of the label's rules, you know, but she still does her, which is what I. I've always appreciated and always liked about her, you know?
4: Right. What about What You See Is What You Sweat?
3: That, I mean, Ever Changing Times was a nice hit for her. The duet with Michael McDonald. That was cool. Michael
2: McDonald.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that was was a good deal. Her remake of uh, Everyday People was cool. Um, But that's pretty much it. I mean, she worked with a lot of different people on this record. She worked with Surface um, on the title cut. And, I mean it was okay. She got a she got a song with Luther on here, but I didn't like it.
4: Doctor's that, orders.
3: Yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, but at the same time, I'm I respect it. Because you know, like I said, I respect the work, but I wasn't too crazy about it. By that time, this is 1991. People were no longer paying attention to Aretha. They were like, "Okay, what's next?"
4: Yeah, it was New Jack Swing. This is going um yeah.
3: we we kind of forgot. I, I meant to. I I did forget actually. Before the Luther era, she had "Love All the Hurt Away" with George Benson. That was actually that was a good song. Yeah, and that was from that same album called "Love All the Hurt Away." I've been meaning to go back to that record because I never really heard it. Um, but that was a good that was a good song for her.
2: Okay,
3: that was a great duet. So I, if you ever want to try 81. to go back, to eighty one, check. I would say go back to that. That's something to <clears throat> um, check check up on. Right. Um, from there, the greatest hits in nineteen eighty, where she did the uh, the remake of a deeper love with CNC Music Factory as part of Sister Act two. That was okay that was cool she was doing her thing you know um by then her career kind of started to wane a little bit
4: she be- she became like a, a what do you, what do you call it a um a catalog act basically she well,
3: became a catalog act yeah i mean people respected her because of the career she built but as a whole a lot of people were kind of like okay
4: what's next you know
3: and what's what's the next move yeah she had
4: know? a she had a song on the waiting to exhale soundtrack
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. oh, you child it yeah. <laughs> the that was the lay down the roll around on the flow song and wait next help it hurts
4: Ooh, like man.
3: hell, and that jumps ahead a while, but she and she was definitely doing her thing at that time i mean she she was more of a catalog act, you're right, and that was ninety five right yeah, yeah, when she did that yeah w- we we can't forget a rose is still a
4: rose that's where we're going, going to, to. so yeah. I remember in ninety eight when um a Rose to Little Rose came out. Like, everybody's like, Aretha's back. Aretha's back. My mama, you have never seen my mama so damn happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm laying here watching the video on mute, actually. And the video has, um, oh, shoot, why wow, all of a sudden? Elise Neal. Elise Neal and Q-Tip playing her abusive boyfriend. Um, and now I got
4: questions about a
0: rose to the rose because you know, now that uh, Robert Oh, Lynch, shit. Not, uh, <laughs> sure he, uh, not song, well, who the fuck wrote this goddamn song then? Well, Carolyn, no. you know, do
4: you remember it had to be like 2000, 2003? The uh, four guys who wrote and produced most of Miseducation sued Lauren, they
2: sued her, yeah. yeah, and
4: they did like a like a spread. I want to say it was double Excel. Where they explain how, you know, Lauren did help them write and produce songs, but like he didn't, she didn't give them credit for like additional production here and there. She took all the credit for herself. That's why they sued her. And of course, as, uh, as you guys know now, that's why if you see Lauren Hill in concert, if she's lucky enough to show up. Um, she does not perform the songs the way they were originally arranged because she's not, she doesn't have the rights to. She's rearranged the songs entirely to where they sound almost like like unidentifiable. The rumor that I heard two is supposed to
3: show up to Laurier Hill concert. To oh, really? <laughs> there's two reasons. Yeah, the rumor that I heard is that the one person who did not sue is the one person who did the most work. Ooh, wow. really? And that is James Poiser.
0: I believe it. I
4: could hear that. James I was Poyser. listening to
0: Mama's Gun last night, and I was like, "When is somebody going to give James Poiser all the due that he deserved? Because that right. man is yeah. like, yeah, I believe so. that." Sh-
4: yeah, so did, and that was, a lot of when, work. Ended, uh,
0: miseducation came out in in what ninety. What? The same
4: year as Rosa Rose. Rose. Cause,
0: Cause so so they had you had that in ninety eight, and then what was that? That means that in ninety nine is when they had what I call the epic the epic recordings of uh, Voodoo Mama's Gun, Like Water for Chocolate, and First mm-hmm. Born Second. Yeah. So yeah, he was in like rare form back then. I believe that Greg. I hope I wholeheartedly believe that.
4: Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see any I, story about Rose and Sula Rose. It still say, written and produced by Lauren Hill, which we all know now should have an asterisk by it. Did she, did I, she yeah, write,
0: uh, uh, what all is, uh, uh, what is that song with Mary Day Blige, All that I
4: can say she write that. Let's see. Hold
0: up
3: that's, up. that's the part I don't know either.
0: See, I, because I don't trust nothing with that. Because
3: actually, now that all this has been coming out, people have been wondering who really did some of this stuff that Lauren did with other people.
4: Yeah, yeah. Wrote, produced by, by Lauren Hill. All that I can say.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so they have not really unresolved that asterisk as yeah. of yet at this point. That's that's the sad part. She got to her, her chocolate really, in alignment
4: so they can get that on.
3: <laughs> I am really interested in, in what comes what up.
0: What comes out of that, yeah. yep.
3: I am too. Um, the funny thing about this Rose is Still a Rose album, I couldn't tell you none of the other songs on this because I never really listened to the rest of it. I, it came out at a time where I was like, okay, the single was dope, but
4: the rest of it was like, what? Baby girl. Yeah. There's a song produced by Puffy on here. Yeah.
1: Dallas um, Austin.
4: Dallas Austin. Yeah, Dallas yeah. Austin. Jermaine I mean Dupri. worked
3: on it. worked I on mean, it, but at the same time, I mean,
4: I mean. Was it good? Uh,
3: <laughs> right. Apparently, in this, the, the song produced by Jermaine Dupree got a sample of uh, The Glow of Love, Luther's uh, Song yeah. would
4: Change. Change.
3: So, I mean, and I got mad when she sampled it. And I got mad when Janice sampled it. So,
1: oh, Jermaine Dupree got two songs. <laughs> well, you got you don't like
3: "All for You." I do not.
0: I hate that damn song. I hate I it. I love that song. And I, I, I hate it. Listen, listen hold on, wait, wait,
3: wait. Y'all don't like "All, listen, All reason, for You." Wait a Listen, the reason, respectfully, and I'm, and this, it's not a diss, Brandon, but it's real life. The reason why you like "All for You" is because "Change the Glow of Love" is not your mama's shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nigga, that's why you like that cut. Change
0: the ball think, of love is everything. I don't know why I hate it. I just
4: hate it. <laughs> Man, I, I thought so it was sad. a good I thought it was a good sample because they built around it rather than just replaying it, you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Aretha. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like fair. the Rose of Silver Rose. It, 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 is- it made Aretha relevant to yeah. The young the who were young when, like, like, well, we yeah. we're also in high school at the time, so it made or her more relevant to our generation.
0: Especially <laughs> at the end of this video, when when Elise Neal comes, she didn't been abused, and she come into the rose garden, and then she hug Aretha, and Aretha's, you know, she just got that mama bosom. It was. Beautiful. That
2: <laughs> was. I just finished watching
0: that the was. video on mute, and it was just beautiful.
3: It <laughs> was beautiful,
0: but you know, by that time, Aretha oh, kind
3: of so, slowed down. Uh. She, you know, she didn't do another album until 2003. So
4: damn happy. Which I remember mm-hmm. the album coming out, but I don't remember any, it don't having any action.
0: Album. And then yeah. she, because there came a point where you started. She got a couple of them Grammys, did them 18 Grammys, and you didn't even know Aretha had an album. <laughs> Really Rita got an album. She won, and you're like, wait,
3: wait, wait, what wait we, we we can't forget her duet with uh Mary on Mary's album.
0: Girl, oh, uh, that's first of all, that whole album is like my shit. We have determined that that is like the best. Like you, so sad and depressed, and you need a to fall out album. And that's wait, wait, which right, record
4: is this? Which record is this? It's Mary's the Mary, Mary album.
0: album,
3: the one with all that I can say was the yeah. first single.
0: That album, my friend told me one uh, one time, she was just on her on in the bathroom on the floor. Just rolling around. One time I was
2: driving. Oh lord. I
0: almost drove off a freeway. Just like yeah. that. And that song right there. Yeah.
4: The song is called "Don't Waste Your Time."
0: Yes. Yeah. It's by
4: Babyface. Oh lord.
0: Shit, <laughs> I love that song. But that's also when. So I was talking about it on Facebook the other day because I don't know when. Of course, she met Mary. But at, at this point, she of course worked with her. So they did the VH1 Divas. It was it was a tribute to her? A tribute to her starring her. So <laughs> at the end, they bring all the people out. Number one, I would like to say the church kid in me was so excited when she did Married on Two Week with uh with Paul S. Morton. I almost threw the TV. Oh my uh, the end, wow. This is back when they were CRT,
4: so you have it to throw.
0: <laughs> so that so, they brought everybody out, and this is when Jill Scott had just came out, so she a new artist. So she had performed and Mary came out and Aretha totally shaded Jill Sky like, bitch, I do not know you. Mary, come over here and sing with me. I was like,
4: damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. We will we'll have a shade corner of this of this record later on. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the rest of her career, I mean, she did a Christmas album in 2008. She did Aretha, Woman Falling God of Love in 2011, which I'm not familiar with either. Um,
3: I, I'm not either. I actually just heard the last song of it.
4: My um, country, tis of thee. No, before that. The, oh wait. Oh, we gotta talk about that. Um, well, the music. last
3: six. There's the last song on there. Um, when two in love or something. Um, I just heard that. Like, oh, with yesterday. two become one. With two become one. Yeah, that was actually nice. I was like, oh, okay. And I've been meaning to try to find that record and look into it because so much was going on that Aretha kind of got lost in the whole haze. People respected her and what she had. Right. But she got lost in the whole shuffle of new artists coming out and everything. Oh, so- I
4: see what happened. They recorded it in those six and then they, it sat on the shelf in 2011. So when they put it out, they put as a bonus track, her version of her, My Country Tis Dear" she sung at uh, Barack Obama's first inauguration with the church hat on. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was actually the first album on her own label because she had left Arista at that time. Yeah. She left actually after So Damn Happy. And in 2007, they put out this posthumous uh, posthumous duets album compilation with some old stuff and two new duets featuring Fantasia on it. And in 2007. So, you know, the label was still putting out stuff. You know, from when she was there, but she had her own stuff she was trying to do. She eventually got back with them after her Christmas album um, and put out, you know, the album uh, after, well, after Aretha, a woman falling out of love. uh, She ended up going back to Ariston in 2014 and putting out that remake album. no, no,
4: that that, that was on RCA. That was on RCA. RCA, RCA, Ariston, same, same, at that point, same thing. It was all BMG. Um, right. When
3: she went back and she did of course the rolling in the deep. Yeah, we gotta
4: talk league. about that. So first yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. as I remember, um um sister Ann Dale from over there in London. Shout and to her.
1: Dale. <laughs> <Andy>. I can't.
4: <laughs> it was uh, rolling in the deep. And um, I'm trying to find what which show she came on to, to perform it. Which show was that she was on? <laughs>
0: David Letterman. David David
4: Letterman. Letterman. Okay. So she was on David Letterman before her Rita came on David Letterman before her version rolling the deep. Sissy Houston sang a backup like she always do. I'm just looking back there confused. People put so many beams on Sissy Houston. Somebody said put a little thought balloon that said, Did I forget to turn the greens off before I left (laughs) the house? Did I leave that pot she of green just on? opened her
0: mouth. And then at one point I was like, did her dentures almost fall out? Cause you saw like she did this thing with her mouth and she put a hand down in a in a you know a hand. And then she's like, you know, when, when people dentures out of place, they start doing that thing or like that. And I was like, Sissy, what's going on? <laughs>
3: through, that, through that whole video, the funniest thing is just seeing when they show the shot of Aretha head on and sissy is right over her left shoulder. Mm-hmm. To see it, sissy's looks at the camera camera. <laughs> It's just her, her, the way she's looking at the way she's just looking like she kind of like she is fresh out of dams.
0: Now, what I read uh, the other day <laughs> is when they were talking about Aretha's cause of death, they were saying by this time she knows that she's sick, and that because and that she had she had been sick, and yeah, Whitney had died already. That's why I think when Sissy was up there, she had nothing else to do at the time. And that's why she had she was already sick when Whitney died, which is why when they said she was sick and couldn't be there, they were kind of hiding the fact that she had already been diagnosed and she was ignoring it. Oh. Really, what had, was the cause
4: a- of death that they said? Pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic My Pancreatic land, cancer. I, 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 I read she she was reading that she had an operation in 2001,
0: I guess it was. Well, they, she had her first major one in 2010, they gave her the first diagnosis in 2008. Ooh. So, this is she got diagnosed before Whitney died. So, that's why she was so sick and that she had been down. That's why you didn't see a lot of her. And then she she suddenly got, they said, a burst of energy where she was doing a lot more working. And that's when she recorded that, that album, um, Aretha Sings the Divas or whatever, which would turn out to be her last album.
4: Yeah, that's the point. So, Rolling in the Deep is on there. She also has covers of. At last, because, listen, Aretha would see somebody on TV saying something, and she's going to sing it, too. When um, Mariah Carey did Touch My Body, Aretha did it, too.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> she saw Beyonce probably singing At Last. She's like, Aretha going to do this, too. Uh,
3: she, she actually has, um, and I've never heard this. I got to go back and hear this. She's got an interpolation of Survivor by Destiny's Child mixed into her version of I Will Survive. Yes, Yep, mm. and calls it I Will Survive the Aretha Version.
4: Yeah, that's what I wrote. He <laughs> <laughs> was called the Aretha Version, too. Girl, <laughs> I, I,
2: lie, <laughs> I
3: mean, I appreciate her for doing this, but like that that video of her promoting the album was the funniest because of the look Sissy Houston was giving the camera
2: yes
0: that
3: was that was classic like oh my
0: god this was back there laughing you know how you be in church in the choir but you know like the choir messing up the song or something and you yeah. just be behind the lead singer just laughing and acting up and you get in trouble that was yeah. sissy yeah. <laughs> except for she oh who gonna check her nobody
3: exactly. <laughs> nobody gonna check sissy because sissy classic she's been in this for a while yeah
0: Sissy got a mouth, which I mean, I've well, you know every old church mom got a mouth. But until you see that movie, uh that Whitney Houston movie, see her go in on Janet Jackson and Paula Abdul, you ain't heard nothing.
2: Right. Ooh.
3: Yeah. I hate to, hey Brandon. I hate to do this. I kind of gotta go.
4: Can uh, I? Uh, can no, I it's fine. just find this just finish. really quickly? Let's. Um. Uh. So like, and so that's basically her career. Uh. Can you give me? How, you got to go now, now, or...
3: I, I I got a few more minutes, like about five more minutes.
4: Okay, um, let's go ahead into the music section then, like with the actual songs. Okay. So we'll play a couple of those. All right, so I'm going to go in, in chronological order. We're going to hear a little bit of each one. Uh, so I'll start with One Step Ahead from 1965.
3: Miss Fat Booty. <laughs>
2: One step, the head of heartbreak. One step, the head of misery. One step is all I have to take. Backwards to be the same old fool for you.
4: I That's a pretty goddamn song. I love that song.
0: I, I a love it. it didn't sound. to me like I heard Aretha at the end. That's how you can tell they was really raining in that voice. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. One step ahead is a step too far away from you. All right. Next up, of course, is um this little song. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Can I just, oh,
2: okay, I'll be
0: fine. I'll be tired.
3: What you what want? You want.
0: In all these retrospectives, I got sick of them calling her the respect singer. That's number one. (laughs) 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 Number two, I went to work that day of her death, and of course they was playing respect because you know white people.
1: (laughs) That's that's all they
3: know.
0: That's all they know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) all they know that's all they know is respect and, and natural woman yeah <laughs> that's all they know you break out the version of uh you'll never get to heaven they'd be like what's this <laughs>
4: <laughs> they right. don't
3: they don't uh, know that
4: well, of course white people probably know this one too change,
2: change, change.
1: They dancing on the
4: one and the three. Yeah, that was a big hit for her. <laughs> I need to hear this opening verse, hold on. How long was that, Risa?
1: <laughs>
4: did you? Did you really not, girl? Tell them. Don't you,
1: don't you miss talking back to song? Yes! <laughs> right? They do that you, no be, you be answering the questions like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. When we were talking about who should
0: sing, the um, you know, at her memorial, I was like, "Where is that little girl from school of rock? She showed this same chain of food. What is that?
2: <laughs> <All> <laughs> right.
3: They better have Fantasia there. Yeah.
1: the only the only two names I care about are Fantasia and Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I just, like, I don't honestly, I don't need nobody else. You don't maybe, need nobody else. Maybe what's the name they always get? Uh, Lord, I had it. She Shout did, out to... She just did the other tribute, the gospel singer lady.
3: Oh, um, uh, you're talking about... Um, Yolanda real. Adams.
1: Yolanda, oh, yeah. Yola.
3: Oh, Yolanda Girl Adams. Oh, that Anita Baker song, Down Up. Yes. Oh, my God. Shout out to my boy, Daniel Crawford. LaToya Williams is uh, should be mentioned in the same breath, too.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. LaToya
3: Williams got forgot about, but she yeah. she should be there. Right. I If if she's still trying to sing in public, if, if yeah. that, because since Snoop tried to bring her out, I ain't heard
4: nothing else. I ain't heard
0: nothing. I just played that run, one song over and over. Fallen right. Star? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's
4: Next up, doing. we got um the um song from The Amazing Grace. This is a Mary Don't You Weep, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary Don't You Weep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, about to start. I might have you fast forward the one part. Oh, my
2: goodness. <laughs> uh,
1: Somebody said, "All
0: right, <laughs> It was at it was at the vamp where there, somebody said, "Sang Aretha," and she ain't doing nothing but ad libbing.
4: <laughs> Hallelujah!
2: <laughs>
4: sorry, sorry, sorry. That's, that's flashbacks.
0: That's because people's
1: already falling out by now. Listen, waving the church fans. Right. Where'd she start, Greg? Do
4: I need to jump ahead?
1: You about to start right now? Okay. I need you to skip ahead.
3: That's where she starts. But I really would like for you to skip ahead to like 521 in that.
4: 521. All right. Give me yeah. a second.
0: Is that when it start ramping up, Greg? When she ad libbing?
3: That's when she does the Lazarus part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what she, that's what we need to get to.
3: we just gonna let this run real quick. I'm gonna call this name three times.
2: Right.
4: Who <laughs> good grief.
3: Watch this right here, Brandon, watch this. <laughs> yes! <laughs> wait, wait, watch this right here.
4: Hallelujah! My goodness! Oh, please, if somebody was
0: please. gonna bring somebody from the dead, it was gonna be a
4: revival. <laughs> it was.
0: And The greatest, the greatest part of that
3: that y'all just missed is oh, yes, that after did. the third time she says Lazarus, there's that Jesus. overdub, and then it goes. Ah, ah, All right, like, I heard it. I heard it. Like, like
1: they're yeah. rising. Like they, like the body is rising
4: At the grave.
1: See <laughs> I was like, oh.
0: That's what that's what Fantasia needs to sing for the truth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody but her.
1: would kill that song. Let me tell
0: Fantasia, you. Something.
2: Yeah.
3: Cause you all y'all saw that that one when um when it was Coco and uh Little Mo and Fantasia and Kier Shear doing the remake of um the, the Clark Sister song. I've seen the mean one year. Uh, I don't think I've seen um, Endow Me. When yes, 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 yes. And yeah, Fantasia Caught the Spirit that had to be carried off the stage.
1: Oh, yes. that's where that meme comes from.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fantasia, Fantasia Caught the that Spirit. That is had my to
1: favorite
0: meme.
3: Off. She had, if she called Anybody the Spirit, who can
0: steal a song from Bam Crawford and oh. you, but you sing RB. Yeah,
3: Fantasia. Listen, oh
1: my god, I'm waiting on her gospel album, like, yeah. patiently waiting.
3: But those of you who have not heard Amazing Grace. Need to hear that album from front to back. Right. That album is just, it's, it's amazing. Right. It really is. Had, and that's had no pun that intended. It really good. is that good.
4: Next one is Until You Come Back to Me, That's What I'm Gonna Do.
3: Missing you. I'm missing listen you, you. Listen you.
0: The background vocals on this song kill me every time. I be singing in hella high soprano. No, not soprano, you. falsetto.
2: <laughs> Why did you have to decide You had to say me free well, i my pride <laughs> Baby,
3: please come and see me Baby, won't you see me? <laughs> Listen First of all, okay, so I
0: have a list that I wrote and I posted every year for Valentine's Day. is a list of love songs that's actually about stalking. And this <laughs> I am
1: interested in this list. It's about stalking. She won't <laughs> let him go. She had his house sitting on his step. She said, I'm going to knock on your door, tap on you.
3: <laughs> so every breath you take is on that list, I'm sure. Right? Of
1: course it is. Okay.
4: <laughs> right. okay. I just want to double check. All right. This was um, Angel. Oh yes.
0: And when I got there,
3: rather than go through a long drawn I sang. I
2: said you know, rather than go
3: through a long <laughs> drawn nobody i not about to talk anymore. <laughs> mm. They don't
2: because they can't The talk melody
3: anymore. on the groove box.
1: I think you the well, particular help, help me explain. Right, explain I miss it. Mm. I miss these 10 minute long intros. <laughs> got to find me an 8.
2: Way.
3: this is the one Carolyn wrote right yes yeah. okay we were talking about that earlier
4: yep and then next up is her version of think from the blues brothers soundtrack
3: think yeah I mean-
0: Best performance
3: in that movie, by the way. I, I gotta disagree with you.
0: the best? Dis- the
3: best performance in the movie was, was the with James Brown and Chaka Khan in the choir stand. That, that was you
0: know you are right. That was the best. Performance. That one,
3: yeah. hey. did a thing, but now nah, James
1: Brown and Chaka Khan throw it down. Can we talk about how she had on house shoes in the diner? Wait, did she? they look like house shoes to me. I was like, those the house." Shoes. <laughs> she had on house shoes in a diner. That's what it looked like to me. Yep. Hey, next up. Dialogue
0: is what like really set up the uh, uh set up the song, but mm-hmm. the full fried the full fried chickens <laughs> and the dry white toast that set up that set up the song.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Next stuff is jump to it.
0: Shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs>
3: hey, there you go.
4: Oh, it's the long version. Hold on, I got to jump ahead here.
3: That's, wait, 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 wait. Well, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got like that monologue here. Girl, okay.
4: I got to go. <laughs> Girl, I got to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it's just coming. It's coming right. It's coming like another about.
4: It's like the album song. version.
3: It's the album version. It's coming up oh, right. It
0: like of like Stand at the Top by The Temptations. It
3: do. It's the same vibe. Right here you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, I
0: got to
3: no, I got to go. <laughs> on,
0: really?
3: I got to go now, really.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh-huh. yeah, I'm kind of
3: in a hurry. Uh-huh. Here's uh-huh. the reason why. Here's the reason why. Them double track guitars. Listen, honey. <laughs> man, Reetha was on it right there. The bridge part, you need to go to that. Not kidding. Damn, do it. Uh, and they had a, they had a little part right there. Day. That's that's the part right there. Man. Ooh, ooh. wait for the second I verse, I think.
2: Today for
3: that's with my sweet man. Good Lord,
2: woman. <laughs> Sadie, Sadie,
4: Sadie. Sad this is from me of being in
0: the chat.
2: Girl, girl, <laughs> can't talk to you now. Got to little
4: bit. She got to go look. got
2: a jump. You
3: got a jump. Well, this is background. Oh, my goodness. Jump, 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 to
2: it. jump,
4: jump, jump, to it. jump, jump, jump to it. <laughs> The bridge
3: is coming up real quick we got to hear that part real quick all right that's coming up it's coming after this there's one more run jump to jump to it right here bridge not kidding
0: <laughs> you know, when
1: we, talk, we have a lot of fun, don't we, girl? <laughs> Dishing out the dirt on everybody and giving each other the four one one on who drop kick two this week. The 4
2: 1 1? When the baby, baby,
3: baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girl,
2: <laughs>
4: my
3: goodness. <laughs> Alright. That's that's peak that's peak black Aretha right there. Yes. That and yes.
4: this too.
1: Yeah. Yes.
3: Freeway of love. Oh my goodness. You know doing, Ain't that Clarence
1: on
0: the saxophone?
3: Clarence Clemens, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Clarence Clemens. The standard black saxophone solo. <laughs> you know what Brandon yes interesting point of reference here somebody mentioned on Facebook I saw if you would find interesting is uh, somebody mentioned how this song has the flavor of shotgun it does it does has the flavor of the 60s in it and it kind of sounds like shotgun.
0: And in, the video's in black and white, just like that. Yep.
3: Yeah. It has that 60s flavor. With,
0: this is like the, that's like the big chill era. So everything, every movie, everything was around this whole renaissance of getting like black music in front of white people. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. And this was, it was a nice throwback when I read that. I was like,
0: oh, that
3: is, And it, it was one of those things. Like when, when I finally saw, when I saw the Clark Sisters documentary and they were playing. Stevie Wonder in the back and it clicked the, that Twinkie jacked Stevie I was like oh shit it does sound like shotgun it was the same <laughs> it was the same like wow moment like oh stop that is
4: right so, I got two I, 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 more so I, I, I know you were waiting for me with George Michael like a
3: that and the this was the jam yeah I was,
0: was jamming in my car I love it, that
2: Did
3: he write this? I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to look real quick and see.
4: That was a singing white man.
2: Yeah, it was. But...
1: Well, I just knew I was going to marry. <laughs>
2: Didn't
3: quite happen. Actually, <laughs> no. Um... A couple of import guys.
0: Oh, Dennis uh, Simon. Morgan.
3: And Simon Climbing Simon, and Dennis Morgan.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That
4: is so 80s, my God. And then the last one. Um,
1: I forgot all about that song. Yeah, here we go. That was a jam.
4: Wait, we started properly. That's my bad. Ooh, I to it. There you go. They're going to read this. Sing it. <laughs> The intro was
3: crazy to me. Listen, dear, I realize that you've been hurt.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, all right, Bri, you better preach to these young girls.
2: Before. Before.
3: You notice the drums is the same as Lost Ones? Probably, yeah, of oh, the yes. same patches. It's just, it, actually the same patches from um, from Superhole by Boogie Down Productions. Mm which is where Lauren got it from. Ah. She got it from there. I thought it was kind of cool when I heard that. I was like, oh, that's the last one, Joy.
4: Are we sure that it was Lauren who got
3: it It probably was her idea. Yeah. I I get that. Because I want to tell you this, for all the stuff we've heard about Lauren not really being involved in her stuff, I think she had the idea to come
4: in and how to finish it, just like Dre does. Yeah, I, yes. I think she was definitely involved, just that I mean a hands-on, just that she didn't credit the people she was working with. Not yeah. that she exactly. didn't, that she was incapable, just that she right. was part of a team. Right. And she she tried to make herself the only person instead right. of a team member. Right. And I got one more She's... bonus for y'all.
2: Whoa! Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gonna set it off,
4: Wait, it, cut cut it, off. It, off. <laughs> it cut off it cut off yeah, it cut yeah. off the there hell? you go, hold on uh, huh oh, no, no 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 computer you won't you you won't you won't you won't win
3: you <laughs> <laughs> cut off the joint that's the oh my goodness, I heard a little quick story somewhere. Um, in the interwebs, inner space, that said, um, it was by Don Lewis. Said that there was supposed to be a different singer each year, but after Reef did it, they just left. Him.
2: I mean, who's <laughs> going that, so And
0: like, boys, the men want to be singing it, or was that boys? It was the man? boys.
4: The men. It was. It was, it was uh, Nathan by himself with uh, with back with studio backup.
1: And it was really? like, wow, yeah. Do that.
3: I thought it was actually all the boys to men when they did that.
4: They, it might have been all of them, but it sound like it's just Nathan overdub. I
1: don't so they hear the other gave him the Beyonce mic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So the question that that the question I have is did her ex-husband have anything to do with her doing this song? How did that even come about? Oh maybe.
3: I didn't know about that. Did, that's a good question.
0: They did say that he he did visit her on her deathbed, so they were at least on speaking terms.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. They say he went to visit her on Tuesday before she passed.
4: Her yeah,
1: him and Stevie yeah. went together. Oh my God! Speaking of, did y'all see that clip? I couldn't even make it through. I
4: I read the transcript. that Stevie said, like, like,
1: like he like literally like stopped, had to stop himself. He was choking. I heaven. saw that. Yeah. I, saw I said, that. I gotta stop Stevie.
3: I can't. For, for you talking about from the CBS this morning with Gail King on it. Yeah, he said I cried my last tear. Oh, it was. He, it see, he thought he cried his last tear. And uh, it it really that was sad to Wait, watch. Can
1: I say he's looking smaller? They
0: say yeah. he would bubble wrap him because.
3: See, I ain't got time. I can't. I don't,
0: I don't have no time. Twenty
3: eighteen. Started- you know what? Let me let me say this real quick. I don't. I don't mean to be callous, and I don't want to sound like a bitch. But look, yeah. I love my classics. I love these people. We yeah. got to be realistic with ourselves. These folks is. They on their way out the door. Well, Stevie's that's a little bit true. younger than
4: everybody else, but yeah, but you're right. The people they only way out getting out the up there age. It's, it's
1: not that many people left. I'm just. I'm, I I'm think just, the
0: thing that make us sad is that let's just be real honest. We ain't got once. Once we start making our way through the '90s, which a lot of them didn't die for other reasons,
2: right?
0: End of it.
1: Well, and plus two, it. it's kind of like they're gonna be forgotten about. Like you just yeah. feel like people. I'm just.
3: Gonna, I'm putting this out here because I don't want. I'm listen. I want people to be honest with themselves and real. When Frankie Beverly died, because he's oh dead. yeah, because that's is he sick? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Frankie's sick? From what I heard. Oh god, Frankie's really? sick. But at the wait, same aren't time, they
0: still he's, but they he, still he don't do be been He just kind of standing there. He's oh, kind of really?
3: standing there doing the shows. Yeah, he, yeah,
0: yeah. Everything is y'all saying.
3: Exactly,
1: and then
3: that's how Chaka doing it.
1: Yeah, and two they had um they had Smokey on GMA, and I was like, "Dang, Smokey, about he got about 90.
4: Smokey, yeah, Smokey's up there because Barry Gordy's over eighties. Him and Smokey about the same. But you know
3: what? To be fair, and this is not no shade, but for real, Smokey had his fuckery early. Yeah, yeah, all Um, the coke and the crack and everything, and cheating on Claudette, and cheating on Claudette, and he didn't got Smokey seventy eight program. He he'd got, got his twelve step program on. He would <laughs> got his his sage. He got his life together, boo. His Botox.
2: So,
1: so I literally just it, spit out my water. <laughs> so listen.
0: That's why my that's why my 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 mama and some of my older friends was like, "Well, what y'all crying about?" I'm like, "Just cause, look, just cause they y'all been around the same length of time. Okay, we ain't had the same amount of time with them that you didn't have, <laughs> right?
3: That's fair. That's fair.
0: That's
1: fair.
3: I mean, like I say, I mean, I think." I, to be totally mm-hmm. fair, I think uh, we have to be realistic with ourselves when, when these guys yeah. are passing over yeah. to the yeah. next You're
4: round. Right, and give people their flowers while they can still smell them. Exactly. That's the most important part. Make sure, like, make, give, and,
1: where's to really Angela Bassett's
4: Oscar? Yeah. Yes. Just make I'm sure just every picnic
3: saying. you play before uh, before I let go. Yeah. right. Yep. Just make sure you keep playing it at the picnics because that's that's what we can we're you gonna.
1: imagine in 20 years people be like what is this i'm oh <laughs> that's when that's when i'm gonna be like I can, go. I can go
0: i can go like i'm done well just in regards to the different world theme i think i mean aretha had a lot of iconic songs i think that is actually we talking about iconic mm-hmm. that's actually the most iconic song that she had because that's the one that is, is sticking with generations that everybody knows, like, you know, when the, I've seen videos where the cast goes to, like, different schools and, like, whole auditoriums of little, like, younger than millennials. These ain't, these ain't even millennials. These are whatever is under millennial. Generation Z. Like, singing the theme song and singing every, like, riff, every high note. <laughs> I mean, she's had a lot of songs that's done a lot of things, but that's the one that's um, yeah. most iconic, probably.
4: Right. Well, for, for black people, for black youth. In for black particular.
2: people, yeah. Because, you know, so white people, it's it?
4: all about respect. <laughs> nigga, nigga, I bet the OS State has made a million dollars this weekend. I bet you.
2: Yeah.
4: Every news, every news report. Yep. But yeah, Greg, um, I know you got to go, but thanks, you, thanks so much for joining us for this um, Aretha Franklin tribute. Where can people find you online? Uh,
3: well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being a part of it. And um, it's always a pleasure to be here on the Say 7 Nights podcast. And the C-Dub Show. Um, and the C Dub Show. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I can be found on Mixcloud uh, under the name Trouble Free, and uh, I'm on Facebook, but kind of not really. <laughs> I'm on Instagram as well, so uh, I'm out there.
2: <laughs>
3: All right,
4: cool. Uh,
3: thanks, man. Thank
1: you, Greg. And, and
3: so thank you for having me. It's a pleasure always. Thank you, Carolyn. Uh, nice to always uh, nice to meet you as well, the Tria. For it's the first a, time, thanks
1: for your knowledge. Thank
3: you. Thanks I'm just sitting back me. here,
1: like, how do y'all know this
3: stuff? <laughs> it's just stuff we just keep up with. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always reading different liner notes and stuff. So, yeah. That's oh, I feel.
4: Greg goes <laughs> to the record store regularly and buys everything that they have. This yeah. is true. Including Diana stuff- Ross and the Supreme singer, for <laughs> Funny, funny <girl. laughs> singer, funny girl. I
3: knew going to make fun after that. The stuff I shouldn't be buying. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I feel horrible about
4: that. But yeah, just for the I, rest
3: didn't know, the- I
4: didn't know. I didn't know. It's okay for the rest <laughs> of the show, y'all. I just random Aretha stories are perfectly fine, like stories about like your mom, your parents. Like it's one thing I do want to say. Aretha is like the primary example of like the go- like the gospel soloist, I guess you could say, and. Speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, us being distressed about the legacy and future of music, that individual, that young girl, that woman, she exists, but not the way she used to anymore as sort of kind of as a common foundation of churches. I right. don't know what it is, but the way they train people to sing gospel music Thank in y'all. churches has changed so much over the last yeah. 20 years, I'll say. It's a Franklin effect. That's what it is. But it's
0: Kirk Franklin had shot people in his... If he had the um, Tamlin well, yeah, man. He came up like that, but th- when he transitioned, then uh, then all of gospel music transitioned. Like, now when you go to churches, they don't even have choirs anymore. They only have praise teams. Like, they don't... People... You only have a very few gospel artists who are even making choir music. And that's... The one left is Ricky Diller. And I think the only reason they Number one, what else would Ricky Diller do? Even when he do a praise and worship song on his album, we hate it. But like they don't like churches don't even have choirs no more. So uh, so consequently, unless you are like a Judah Christie McCallander praise and worship style singer, which is still a singing singer, but it's not in the style of, you know, the Aretha Franklin's or even the Patti LaBelle's or anything like that. They just they don't sing gospel like that no more. You gonna get more Kiera Shears. Or even like uh, Mary Mary, they can sing like that. But I mean, look at who their producer is. It's Warren Campbell. They don't anymore, on, except for "Lie."
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So it's it, both on the the male and the male vocalists tapered out um, faster than the female vocalists. We still have, as long as you got a a, a Fantasia and a Karen Clark Sheard and a, and a Faith. But when they go, you're not gonna see it no more. On the man side, you don't have it no more at all. Right. You don't have no more Dennis Edwards
4: because, well, mm-hmm. like, like church attendance by black men. And I guess I'm part of the problem. Um, has dwindled significantly over the last fifty years to the point where yeah. they're almost non-existent. And so, like, they're not even there to cultivate that sound. And the um, for people, men who do sing, the ideal of singing used to be, you know, people like Sam, people who are in the gospel circuit. Now it's Michael Jackson. Every boy who wants to be a singer tries to sing like Michael Jackson, and it oh distresses me. You know that story about yeah. Sam Smith talking about he don't like Michael Jackson? For yeah. three seconds, yeah. I was okay with it. For three seconds, because I was like, "Well, only thing I said about that maybe he, good he won't sound like Michael Jackson." But then I heard the whole thing. and I saw how disrespectful it was. And I was like, "No." why mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like you. Was,
0: like, because you don't like half singers like even. Well, and when he
4: was little Michael could say when he got older, you know well, he could still oh. could see he did just didn't sing that it was often. Different. Yeah. He was trying to reach that white audience. And so he held back a lot. You get some parts of the song, like Earth Song you get where he starts, what about it? You know, animals and everything. <laughs> he starts shouting on that and things like that, <laughs> but it's always hitting on parts of songs. The rest of it is out you know. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm
1: <laughs> talking
0: about our kids is that so much of so much of what we liked was was crafted by the times that we had to listen to our mama's music. Yes. We had
2: Yep.
0: Our kids don't have to listen to nothing that they don't want to.
2: They that's why problems. I knew
1: so much she Luther cuz that was about all I could listen to was like the like the old R&B station. I could not listen to the young one in the car. Mama. Right. So much yes. Mary yes. J and then In the house. They're just like every music. every Luther yes. album and that's when they used to put the lyrics on there so that's Yep.
4: yep. You open up the um the gatefold <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I that's see. why you get
2: a,
0: I mean you're getting a lot more songs that are sampling like the Mary J. Blige because you still have a couple of kids whose mama's listening to Mary J. Blige but right. you know they're getting older now too
1: right yeah. so and we don't have like people coming up who are actual like have their own original not that many have their own original sound too right yeah just why they're sounding like everybody and else. if they
4: do they're pretty much relegated to like you know like the indie circuits and things and it's right it's, I, I, it's easier for them
1: to get on now because of the
4: internet but at the same time mm-hmm. it's hard for them to break into the mainstream because of the internet because the mainstream has right sort of kind of shrunk and collapsed yeah you know, to a certain degree like you know we used to be the same twelve songs in every station. Now it's more like the same eight,
1: yeah, you
4: know that sort of thing. Like the way and it's much re-
1: more formulaic.
2: Too. Yes,
0: and really, is that the the music? You know, the whole system of getting on has itself has collapsed. Right. You know, people can't even they can't figure out really how to you know make money. We went through that period in the nineties where they <laughs> where when they created the diamond sales, and that was at the height of of, you know, what sales to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody, you barely get into a million and stuff now. You get into a million,
4: that's a miracle.
0: Right. So, yeah. so many things have changed just in the business of music. If I was an artist, if I, as long as I can make some money, I probably would just be in because nobody know what to do with you when right. you get quote unquote and, signed.
4: And plus, they want you to be indie night, and they want you to have, have a whole record done and selling mm-hmm. before they would even consider signing you. And a right. fan base. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's like 300,000 Instagram followers. And followers, yeah.
1: You need social media following and all
4: of that. Yep. So, uh, like, imagine, like, an Aretha trying to come up nowadays, somebody who had that same sort of sound and talent. It'd be like the Columbia situation. They wouldn't know what to do with her.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They don't know what to do
4: now with them. Which is so funny. Columbia Records, they literally did not know what to do with any of their Black artists, except for Slide and Family Stone, who... To be fair, you know, I love Sly. I love Family Stone. They are mm-hmm. not r and artists. No. They, they're, they're like on that cusp with R&B and rock. They're white sounding enough that they knew what to do with them to a certain degree. And plus their audience, their fan base, a lot of them were white folks anyway. That Woodstock, um, you know, like... That
0: San Francisco hate Ashbury. Yes, yeah. that
4: was their fan base. Like everybody I don't even else to
0: teach into that, they wouldn't even really fit into psychedelic soul at all. Not like, really. It was.
4: Psychedelic soul took from them, but they wouldn't fit yeah. in in and of themselves. Everybody else who was on Colombian Epic back then, who was a black act, was not making it. That's why they um they had to deal with Philadelphia International Records, because they did all that stuff for them. When the Jacksons went to um Columbia, mm-hmm. they got put on Philadelphia International before they put them on Epic proper. Because like Philadelphia International filled that gap for them. And funny thing, speaking of yeah, stacks, they tried to distribute stacks too. But then, like Clive Davis got fired, and they tried to, be- they basically them and the racist white folks back in Memphis conspired to kill stacks records off dead.
1: Mm.
4: Like it, it, it was. It, it's not even a conspiracy. It's like, the facts have been laid out now. even by the white folks.
0: <laughs> you know what would also happen with an artist like Aretha? Now she would not have sang secular music.
4: Yeah, she would like, stay. She would have heard- stayed in gospel.
0: Would have stayed gospel. People with her talent become the Mary Marys of the world. Right. Where they have like they have secular flavor, Cross but they are very much gospel. Yeah. yeah
4: She'd have been singing the God in me.
0: Because not even like she yes. you know, she'd be singing I love
1: God. She would have she would have sang that too. She would've yeah. told that Yeah, because she was good. <laughs> Aretha was good. She was hood. She was she she had her little monologue at the beginning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the Lord. I'm right about the God, God I You're know, What wrong
2: with you? <laughs> the God that I serve is wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't
0: really. I think all my Rita stories, I've, you know, pit as we went through the chronological order. I think that as an adult, watching her performances back. It has mm-hmm. been, I mean, I, unfortunately, I never got to see Aretha perform live, but I will go down again, like Michael Jackson, as one of the mm-hmm. tragedies of my musical life is that mm-hmm. I never got to see her perform live. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing her presence and the way that she commanded, like she really like would command a, a presence, command everybody around her, you know, now that people are turning all of her reads, her shady reads to people into memes and stuff mm-hmm. and just she commanded everything. Everything that was around her, and one thing that somebody said is that one person that uh, Peter never came after was Aretha Franklin, and she wore first. She stayed everywhere.
4: with a first.
1: I yeah. didn't realize when I kept seeing all these. I was like, I, she has literally been in these first decades. I didn't realize how many times and how many places she wore these furs. Yeah,
0: everywhere. No matter if it was cold,
1: hot, right. <laughs>
4: All the woodland creatures kept her warm
1: every day. Okay. <laughs> and this just threw it on the ground like it didn't cost, you know, a whole bunch of money.
0: <laughs> we, and we, but, Brandon, we didn't get to talk about the love of her life too much, about her love for uh, Dennis Edwards. Dennis
4: Edwards. So she wrote Daydreaming because she was obsessed with Dennis Edwards. Like, that, 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 that was her boo thing in her mind. Um, I don't know if Dennis felt the same way. I've heard things about Dennis that I won't discuss on this podcast. I didn't discuss on the other one. I'll, be I'll, just, I'll hold my well, tongue. So they never dated or nothing
0: This She was just obsessed with him?
4: I don't. It's too much. The best of my knowledge, I don't think they ever dated. They may have. I mean, they're both, they're both living in Detroit at the same time. It only makes sense that they at least have gone out a couple of times. But I have never heard that they actually dated. It's just that she had this big crush. And, you know.
0: Yeah, they say she used to like she would. I, I read the story where she brought the Temptations to her birthday party, and she was sitting on the throne and told everybody to move out her way so she could see Dennis. And <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: oh, <laughs> yeah, <No>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sorry. it's just him and her.
4: Mm-hmm. Was, all right, come on, come on, Aretha.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Aretha was was everybody's mama, everybody's grandma, and that's what she represents for so many people. You yeah. you know. She, her, like I said, when we were playing the '80s music, her music sound like you in the beauty shop because that's what you know. What the beauticians was yes. playing in the beauty. shop.
2: Mm-hmm. It sound
0: like the church because that's what the women was singing at church. You know, it it sound like what your mama was listening to when she was the
4: house
0: when y'all when she made y'all clean. She was the voice of black. If if listen, if who do we say was the 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 voice of God? Um,
4: James Cleveland.
0: James Cleveland. Yeah, Jane Williams is the voice of God, but then also, why of a sudden, My Angelus, who uh, Oprah Winfrey called the voice of God, Aretha Franklin was a singing voice of God, like I like she just that.
4: did I could definitely see that. So yeah, you just you like she just you know, she's that fixture. She's like, I mean, she's people point to soul singers and they point it will always point to her first, you yeah. know, forever. Uh,
1: well, unlike that. Racist article. Oh, like I you. saw that shit. They said oh. that Kelly
4: Clarkson and Linda Ronstadt were better singers. Yes.
0: <gasps> Linda Ronstadt.
4: They, yes. th- Them two women, white as they are, would say no.
0: No. <laughs> they like, would they say no and mean it. for white. <laughs> well, I take it back. I didn't know that Linda Ronstadt is Latino, I think.
4: <laughs> well, 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 well. Them, them two non-black women
0: <laughs> right. would come
4: back and tell you no.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But I think also we have to remember to put in the context of what she did socially and critically. You know, I didn't I, I didn't know that she, um, you know, w- was going to bail out Angela Davis. Yeah, you know? me, I didn't, know, I that didn't know any of that. I mean, we know what her music meant to the movement. So much mm-hmm. of the stuff that she did was the soundtrack of the movement. But she was also very socially conscious and aware of of the movement as well. Yeah, she toured with right. Dr. King
4: while he was alive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there will be no one for, for her to pass a torch on to because, unfortunately, her niece died.
4: Mm. Yeah, um, Whitney.
0: Yeah, because that's who it should have went to. You know, it's supposed to, you know, she sang at Mahalia's funeral. It was supposed to be Whitney singing at her funeral. It, it's just, mm. it's just, So,
4: yeah. one person we haven't mentioned that much today um, who will probably be singing at whatever tribute they do is Jennifer Hudson. Now, I, I I was funny because I talked to <gasps> Quad a lot about Jennifer Hudson. Quad says that Jennifer Hudson has a powerful voice, but it's like ten thousand unbridled horses. He says it's like it's powerful, but she has no control over
1: it. Yeah, like it starts off that way. Yeah, she don't lead up to it. Yeah, <laughs> she and just and what everybody telling. says about her
0: is that she don't she she only knows. I mean, I enjoy Jennifer Hudson. Yeah,
1: but
0: I with that that the only thing she do is to go is to go to loud and not right. nothing. When Aretha was singing, she would like soar. Is it difference between soaring and being loud? Yeah,
2: exactly. A, a
4: review of Dreamgirls I read when it was out said that uh, you can't really compare Aretha and Jennifer Heston because Aretha will start you at one and work your her way up to ten. Uh, she they say Jennifer starts at nine and somehow finds her way to eleven.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And that's because, I, I mean, I've never, I mean, I hate to go back again to what you said about training gospel singers, but I've never heard, you can, you can tell you're between a Jennifer Hudson and a Fantasia. Now, Fantasia kind of got a, 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 a weird, a, a, a roving voice as well, mm-hmm. but it seemed like she does a little bit better job when it's time to be quiet. And yeah. Then a, she does a better job than
1: Jennifer does. She yeah. can do, she can give you soft. Yeah. And right. then, you know.
4: I also feel like oh, having heard Jennifer Sing did. live, She, I saw Jamie Foxx concert and she was like the surprise feature guest. I also feel like modern recording techniques w- stymie her and would probably stymie in Aretha if, they, if Aretha didn't already have as much control over her production. Because it's like, you Jennifer, you record somebody like, Jennifer, you got to put the microphone in the back of the room, first of all. <laughs> she got to be on one side of the He's wall, lucky. the microphone got to be on the other. Like Brandon, is that not something that she can learn. It's something she can learn, but it's like her voice is just so naturally powerful that she will well, always yeah, sound she, better live.
1: But like, but like, because I think the the way it sounds is like it you, know, you it always makes it sound like as if you're saying that you know singers they get to a certain point and that that's pretty much it. That's how you know them. But isn't that something that Jennifer can just say train one day, through? Hey, I need to train my voice to be to to work its way up. Yeah, it is something she
4: probably could train through it. I don't know if anybody actually is training her through it because I I saw her that was twenty ten I want to say two thousand and nine, and she mm-hmm. had enough time by that point. But she was just, just loud, just just naturally, just it just came out. <laughs>
1: well, well I at mean, this oh, song, she like point, she's like an Oscar winner. She ain't got time to listening to nobody's.
0: Yeah. I think also to your point, Brandon. um, one thing I've always said about Jennifer Hudson is that she has terrible producers, and they get these arrangements yes. that. What's you the that
4: what man who did? Um, yes. No one gonna love you. I tweeted him, and that record came out. I said, "Sir, thank you. You are the first person yes. producer for Hudson who actually knew what to do with her." <laughs> and he, he was funny. He said, "Thank me. you. I appreciate that."
0: <laughs> the thing about, about Dreamgirls, Rich Harrison,
4: like, that's who it was. Yeah. I tweeted him.
0: The thing about Dreamgirls is that. Those arrangements were made for a big voice. They fit her perfectly. Yes. I have never heard her record anything as good as she did Dream except for when she sang "Um in the 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 Nativity movie, Black Nativity that Walter Hawkins saw. I have That's not
4: it. seen that movie yet. No, you don't
0: need to see it. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I did love their their, their um, cast remake of Be Grateful. I love that. That's the only good part of the movie. Yeah. And the the, the song that she picked, because she's trying to be pop, they picked these little rinky-dink pop arrangements, and they're not good for her voice.
4: Yeah. I liked her when she yeah. was in Hairspray Live, and she sang, um, what's the solo? Um, I Know Where I've Been. Because, also, mm-hmm. because I feel like, like, you know, That also fit the tone of what they were doing, because that performance went live, I want to say, a month after the election of um, Donald Trump. And, you know, Uh, Hairspray is a musical about racism. Yes. And so, like, Jennifer basically caught the ghost live on television.
0: I need to go back and see that. Yeah. Mm
4: I'm about to
0: add that to my YouTube right now. You
4: can see the other actors in the background starting to cry. The, the yeah. white boy playing Market yeah, wipes his he eye needs, on camera.
0: She needs more people that can produce those big... It don't have to necessarily be, you know, Broadway productions, but it got to be as big an arrangement as that because that's yeah. what her voice yeah. requires.
4: She needs a Jerry Wexler.
0: Yeah. And they don't produce writers like that no more. One person who could do it if he wanted to, oh, I hate to say it again, Warren Campbell. <laughs> If he wanted to, I mean, he made he made Tyrese uh whenever time I hear Shane by Tyrese, I get angry with him because he's such an asshole, and that song is like my shit. That is an amazing yeah. song. Tyrese
4: has an amazing voice, yeah. And he's, he's just he's just it's that
1: personality, it's the
4: personality. It's like
1: yeah, social media so has more. made
4: so many artists unpalatable. Listen, we do found, you know how
1: many people that I'm just like I'm just I'm good on downloading their albums anymore? We like found I just, Mary
4: I just, J. Blige can't spell. Oh. We found out Tyrese is a whole entire asshole.
1: Yeah.
4: We found yeah. so many of them believe some weird crazy. We found out that uh that was it, Jill Scott believes that Black Friday is called Black Friday because they sold slaves on Friday. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, and
4: Cody too, I believe she tweeted that shit too. Oh God. And then of course the whole like, bill got debacle mean? with Jill Scott. It's like being, yeah. having access to these people 24-7 and them having mm-hmm. access to us 24-7 has ruined, like, music to some yeah. degree. It really
0: so has. When you, when you think about all the stuff that you know about all these artists and all the fuckery that they went into, what do you think would happen if they had had so? you know, have you saw that thing about what if there was social media when, when Martin Luther King was around? What if oh there wasn't God.
4: Listen, I'm glad there wasn't. Diana Ross and Barry Gordy sub-tweeting each other with little smiley faces Ooh, right. and shit.
1: Right. That would have been so juicy.
4: Florence Battle tweeting emoji eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Uh, somebody would catch Marvin Gaye tweeting at a little young girl that he shouldn't be tweeting at. Yep. Kind of stuff.
4: Yeah. Tammy Terrell and David Ruffin having public arguments on Instagram. Like,
0: David Ruffin going off on a tirade on Instagram. Yep. I that.
4: I'm David Ruffin, bitch. <laughs> They can't mm. do nothing without me. I'm David Ruffin. Yeah. Yep. Isaac Hayes sliding everybody DMs. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> now, you know who's going to be sliding people's DMs would be Smokey Robinson. He, because he'll be. Oh, real yeah. Cool.
4: And then it, it'd be, oh, it'd be yeah. headline news on lovebiscott.com when Claudette catches ass.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you said you will not. <laughs> 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 <I> love, <biscuits.
1: laughs> I love No, biscott. can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if we uh if we had it with the grits debacle now? That would have oh, no. sugar grits or salt grits. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> people with it bruh, they stop following and listening to people. You know, y'all don't care who eat grits now, but back then grits was like life. Slide so stone
4: like- and his white women.
0: Oh. Mm. That would be the modern-day Michael B. Jordan right there. Yeah. Right there. That's what what that
4: would be. When Martha Reese had a nervous breakdown, they would have to cancel her accounts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if
4: y'all know, Martha Reese, she had a bad acid trip in 68. Oh, dang. And you listen to her records. After 68, she sounds entirely different. She had to relearn how to talk and sing. Really? Yes. Like, wow. th- like there's Martha Reese before '68 and after she's like, they're almost two different people. Like the way that she sung, it wasn't bad after, us, but it just it wasn't the same soulful sound anymore. She couldn't get back to where she was before.
1: Oh wow! She
4: sounded more like older and just like less versatile than before.
1: Interesting. That's
4: about the problem. I'm glad people stopped doing fucking acid and shit, or maybe they are. I don't know about it, but maybe um, what else would be weird back then that would come forward? Um we will we, we would see a live Instagram feed of wherever that fight was between Aretha's husband and the people at the fame studio.
0: <laughs> Look. Ooh. That's true. That would have been on World Star.
4: Yeah. That would
0: have been on not actually that would have been on TMZ. No, oh, she wasn't big enough for TMZ back then.
4: How that did you been- have gone all the way to Alabama and didn't get into a fight on your first day of recording? Your wife, you try to make your wife a star, she got a new contract, all these records to record, and you out there acting the fool.
0: And this is why divas can't never keep up no marriage. You don't have, it always have to do with they they raggedy husbands mm-hmm. who fuck up their career or gotta leave. Yep. Every time. Every time. So
4: yeah. Anything else, y'all, before we go?
0: I can't think of anything. I think that I'm still having trouble processing the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know, right. has always just been here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have talked about Michael Jackson. I think that's why we have the reactions that we have to these people that
1: are passing you don't, away. You don't think of them as leaving. Right. Yeah.
0: They've just always been there. Right. They're institutions. Black institutions.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you kind of like face your mortality when someone dies. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, wait a you minute. you think
4: about Yeah, you start looking. Listen, I got gray hairs this year. Mm -hmm. Just my dad stuff. My parents getting older. My mom exactly
2: because
0: Aretha would only be Aretha's only ten years older than my mama. How old was
1: was she in her eighties? She was seventy six. Seventy six. Okay, she's a year older than
0: than my mama. She is only about.
1: Yeah, she's only 14 years older than my mom.
0: Yeah, she's not that much younger than my grandparents.
1: Like, 76 is young.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you know you got people who've been living into their hundreds.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Me and my sister have a something that we started with Natalie Cole. I might need to have to put it out there. as a, the list of people who the lords could have taken instead of Aretha Franklin. <laughs> but my mama said that we can't be like that because, like Greg said, these folks is old. They, they got to go on to their reward. Oh, there's some old
4: folks who could have gone to that Richard frankly. We'll start with Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Well, there Ooh. you have it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with Jerry Jones. He yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. Pat yeah.
4: Robeson.
0: He could have went because he should be ready to go.
4: That nigga is 435 years old. Right. Methuselah yes. is younger than him.
0: Well, no. What somebody said was that, that how oh, How the hell old oh, is Clive Davis? Because he outlived that's all these. That's what I meant to ask earlier. I was like, he, he, like,
1: he's got to be near a hundred. Somebody
0: oh. said he drinking the blood of all these black divas. Who he, <laughs> he bring them all out and then he outlive them and get to be in their documentaries about their life, right?
1: He eighty six. Yeah, everybody's funeral. Like, hey. how are you still here, Clive? Right? How?
4: Well, wow, that would be a horrible movie for you. Yeah, but
1: we, what...
0: we lost a black institution. Yeah. And that's why, even though we know it's a joke about talking about who's gonna sing at her funeral, who's gonna replace her?
4: I don't think I it's a joke funeral. though. because It makes people think who who's who's proper. It's funny because Kareem was like, nobody, just play some tapes.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Did y'all see the article about the MTV on Monday gonna do a tribute? And no. they
4: said you I say, saw it, yeah. but listen, the listen theme. that demon has been removed from my from from my presence. Uh-huh.
0: Well, no, but did, no. but what I'm saying is, did you read an article where it said that a montage may suffice?
4: Yes. <laughs> I would rather just do a montage. Because who they going to put yeah. up there? You know, first of all, you know they're going to be white. Uh uh-huh. Right. They're going to put up uh, and It's going to be Ande. Watch.
1: <laughs> Not after Watch that. Maybe I, I, I got it. I think she would <laughs> out after George Michael. She, I think she know better. You're just going to put that out there into the universe? The funny thing is, she sounds so good on record. Why can't she sing live?
0: That's what most of these folks... These folks can't sing!
1: Well, uh-huh. so how many times, Yeah, but how many times have we had this discussion anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Where, Ali has this
4: thing where he asked me, time. Brandon, can she sing? And I'd be like, I guess, no. Brandon, can uh-huh. she sing? Because she, he knows that I know that, you know, these people, they get it from the microphone. It used to be that you would ring takes out of a singer. They'll be in the studio all day yes. to do one song or multiple days. It took Marvin Gaye three days to do, um, I heard it do the grapevine because he had to hit all them high notes that he couldn't hit They were in his register. He had to strain right. to get them. He got them up. It took him three days. It took people like that. You know, people come in the studio and they would sit, take them three days to do songs. Aretha, um, uh-huh. girl's talking about, you know, had to come in and do something because she was pushed on you know, Sparkle to sing above her natural register. The thing is this. Nowadays, they would have done, they would have had a couple of takes, they would have tried mm-hmm. to get it done faster in the studio. And then they would have opened up Antares auto latest version.
2: Yeah. Make yeah. sure their
4: computer was upgraded. It had enough RAM and went to town.
1: And been yeah. like, you're done here. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I you know what? Some. Can I say this? You know who still can sing and sound like the records? Who? Anita Baker.
2: Yeah. Lord, have I,
1: took, I took my mama to the Nashville show a few weeks ago. And when I tell you, I mean... Just crystal clear. I was like, I feel like I'm playing the CDs.
4: That is good. That's like, really
1: good. Yeah, I was like, man, they don't make singles like this no more.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of happens. tributes, this, this was a big blow. I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, somebody mentioned on Twitter that Tevin Campbell should sing at Rita's tribute.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And
4: um Lovey, also me Lovey on Twitter, you know, she's a writer and stuff, like it like a sort of a black Twitter celebrity. Right. She was like, What Rock, y'all pulled Tevin Campbell out from under?
0: And got drugged to hell
2: and back. Because
4: lovey's not; she's she's um she's African. Like she didn't really grow up over here. She's so,
2: Nigerian, yeah. yeah. She
4: didn't. She didn't have the um. She wasn't here when Tevin Kimball was a thing. So she didn't so she quite has, understand. She
0: has a very big history of not understanding "quote unquote" African American cultural references and things. Right. So she made a tweet a tweet back in like either 2014 or 2015 where she said, I didn't know that anything about Africans, Americans being slaves, I thought everybody had a, a driver and a mate like I did.
4: Oh my lord. I would have not, ooh, yeah. baby, what is you doing? I wouldn't but have said that. But you know
0: that you're getting dragged when you got, when Missy come out the woodworks and drag, <laughs> Missy?
4: I yeah, Missy was growing. like, yo, y'all talking about Tampa, Tampa Campbell KC? What is this?
0: It was missy, Ava DeVorne, Roxanne Gay, Wale. Like when celebrities are included in the drag.
4: Checkers and rallies hamburgers. Yes.
0: See, when
1: I saw that Checkers tweet, I said, okay, I got to go. I said, I said, now somebody on social media, they mama was like, uh-uh, baby, tweet this. Yeah.
4: Out, they tweet was this them, they, the child felt like, What is this? They said Timic say, uh-oh. I mean, logging. How was it? Twitter.com.
0: Well, and these people scared because you know Aretha had just died and Tevin Campbell was, was trending. Tricky. People scared because they thought he was dead.
1: So Did you just say, say he was like retweeting people? Huh? He got, he got in on it. he? Well, yes, he was responding <laughs> on Twitter. Go look I
0: didn't it say up. Because he's my friend on Facebook and I, I realized that he really is like, that's really him. So I I only said some stuff because I I don't, I don't, yeah, be, don't like, want to. you don't
4: want to be like was, like like. Let <laughs> me <laughs> find <laughs> it. So Tevin Campbell, I have to say this. Make sure I say this on, on recordings. I said this on Facebook and another group, and they were confused, so I explained myself. Tevin Campbell deserves his um. He's somebody who deserves his um, accolades now more than ever because um we and I mean at the Royal Black we abandoned his ass. We found out he was a Yeah.
0: Uh,
4: when he got he um. Now, he shouldn't have been doing this because, you know, you should not be doing this, but he was in a cruising area and he tried to pick up a dude. Turns out, undercover cop. It was 1999. He got arrested. And plus, he had weed on him at the time, too. Listen, DJ, ready? black radio DJs clowned him. And this black, like like like, like homeboys and homegirls, clown him for yeah. years. Talking about his
0: high voice. Like, that's why he got a high voice and yeah. everything. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: And you, he could not get arrested on R&B stations after that. Uh, it was uh, it wasn't until he was a part of the um, cast of Hairspray musical on Broadway that people uh, we even heard him he working again.
0: Yeah, I've heard that he's been writing. Somebody else said that a lot of songs that we actually know. I don't I didn't look him up, but yeah. that he's been writing. He has been touring. He's been here to Oakland like three times. Yeah. So, you know he is still out there. Aside from being himself on Facebook, he's still out there. But mm-hmm. also like like we said, you can't you don't get to trash somebody who. Quincy Jones and Prince brought out. You don't get to trash. Nope. You don't get to trash anybody who was, who was a part of Lovey is what a good 30, maybe 35, maybe
1: I think she's 30. So she's like around 34, 30. Kevin Campbell. She might not be 35 yet. So people in your age range.
4: Lovey's like 33, 34. Yeah.
0: So people in your age range that grew up here in the United States, Love, we all grew up on Tevin Campbell. Like, mm-hmm. like he was, he was singing Prince songs as a kid,
1: which made us think we was grown.
2: Yeah,
1: okay. he was the voice of Powerline up that serenading Na- Ashley Banks. Yeah, you uh-huh. know everything.
4: It's funny because so like, he- Disney hired him um, for their D twenty three in two thousand fifteen to sing at the Goofy movie twentieth anniversary. Um, Panel, whatever it was, and he sang every fucking note of "Eye to Eye" like it was nineteen ninety-five.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the only reason to watch that movie. The that movie was, that
4: movie was, I, I love that movie because listen, before we got Princess and the Frog, that was the Black Disney movie. It yeah,
1: was. That, that movie's black. I'm sorry, that movie's you black. You know, Goofy is black. Goofy is you know black. Actually, yeah.
4: I could do the whole. I think I did it on our episode where we had Shadow from MTR on. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the representation we want, but they based Goofy on Steppen Fetcher and Willie Best. I said, oh. okay. <laughs> but he's black, but he's right. He's a coon.
2: Well,
0: and that's a, so I was fighting with a friend who was like, I, I didn't see why Lovey got to be dragged. I said, look, we don't... E- First, Tevin Campbell at eleven or whatever it was already had Grammys and awards and all that kind of stuff. It don't matter what rock he was under. Y'all still going by Lauren Hill album? She got one album, a couple of Grammys, and the only time you hear her name is when she didn't show up at a show. <laughs> and nobody <Right>. answered. <laughs> So like he, she don't she don't have nearly the accolades that Tevin Campbell has. He gets to go under a rock if he wants to, because he didn't already yeah. beat all the shit.
1: Yeah, and can but he'll
0: sing y'all under the table.
1: Yeah, but check his Twitter. Like, he's like, Essence <laughs> tweeted, like, don't come for Tevin Campbell. And then he, like, quote tweeted and he was like, don't come for me unless I sit for you. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. And then, um, and so And then Ava DuVernay <laughs> was like, rebuking any Tevin Campbell slander. From Wait, me. he
0: comes up right as soon as I open up Twitter. His Twitter came up. I guess I am already
4: following
1: him. He yeah, <laughs> has been retweeting all of it, like, seriously.
4: Listen. This is the only way this can end properly is that they hire him for the tribute. He needs to show up.
1: Yes. Okay, that, yeah. Now that would be amazing. That would. Well, Ava Duranet,
0: when in her clapback, she said, "Currently writing Tevin into the next season of Queen Sugar." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. And then he retweeted it. He was like, "That would be amazing." <laughs>
2: See,
1: and
0: that's the kind of thing we need to bring us our, our real singing folks back because our kids don't know shit about it. Yes. Because we. Like mm-hmm. one thing Frenchie was talking about on her feed is that we we put people down, you know, we sit them down if they not you know making number one hits or making pop stuff. Maybe he just maybe he just don't feel like making no albums, and that's fine. That don't mean put his that shit down. He and, don't I mean, have I mean, to if he don't want to right. he's
1: yeah. done everything. Yeah, he don't have to if he don't uh-huh. want to. So. All right. Oh, he got an Instagram too. Okay. <laughs> It's, uh, it's at the real Tevin Campbell. He he responded to somebody. <laughs> oh, I'm about to look him up.
4: Come back to the world, Tevin.
1: <laughs> what was that one song? that was like that Break It Down song. I, I was break like, I, I should it not, not it be singing this. I, I don't want
4: nobody has to hear this. By Prince.
1: Like 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being like, I don't know if I chose to be
0: listening to this.
1: <laughs> but, but, listen, but knew every word.
0: Yes everywhere
1: with him with him having an orgasm at the end okay yeah i was so confused i was like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what is that
4: happening. boy couldn't even spell <laughs> orgasm at that age <laughs> <laughs> a mess all right y'all um uh, so everybody thank you guys so much for listening to this extended joint episode of the c-dub show and the states of the nice podcast uh, you can find both shows at SSMPodcast.com. You can find both shows as well on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever else podcasts can be found. Um, a special fuck you to whoever these hackers are overseas who are trying to hack into our shit. Gotcha, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Listen, listen. If you guys need uh, remediation services for hacking, uh, 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 inbox me because listen I did that <laughs> shit listen I'm about to stand on my own pedestal right now I did that shit
1: how long did it take you to, to uh fix
4: weeks because they kept oh. finding new ways and I had to plug every hole like 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 when like like when you see um what's that cartoon where they uh where they put like holes in the wall and it, water keep coming out in different areas wasn't cartoons like you're talking about like mm-hmm. um, that shit was ridiculous but it's all fixed now. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> all right. you can find the C Dub Show as at the C Dub Show on um on every social media, right? It's always at the C Dub Show.
2: Media
0: platforms and by email at the C Show at gmail.com. And we do have our own domain, which basically just points back to the Say Something Nice page. But if you want to just go to it, it's the C show.com. <laughs>
4: Awesome. And of course you can find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. If you'd like to email the show, that's podcast at SSMPodcast.com. Thanks so much for um, joining us, um, everybody. This has been Brandon.
1: This is Carolyn.
4: Dolly.
1: And Latria.
4: And we will see you guys next time.
2: Bye. Let's oh, be good. Stream!